good morning students you welcome to the class of today our first topic in our in our scheme of work is relevant of biology to agriculture Re relevance of biology to agriculture you know that biology and agriculture are closely re related subjects as both deals with plants and animal. Biology deals with plants and animal. Agriculture deals with plants and animal. So they are related subjects. Agriculture involves the growing of crops and hearing of what animal for man's use. That means that when you talk about agriculture, you are talking about the planting of crop and also taking care of animal for man's use. Meanwhile, biology, on the other hand, involves the study of plants and animal. So biology in many ways adds relevance to agriculture. What are the ways in which bio biology is relevant to agriculture? You talk about pest control. You can see that in biology, we talked about pest control. And in agriculture, you apply it to the crops and to the animals. Also, we talk about variety, creating variety of crops that are resistant to diseases. Also, you learn that in biology and you apply it in agriculture. Also, in biology, you talk about selective breeding, where you make crosses to get a desirable character in crops. When you learn it in biology, you apply it in what? Agriculture. Today, we are going to discuss some sub ending other the relevance of biology in agriculture. One of it, we are going to talk about what are the classes of plants. In what way can plants be classified? In our uh, study in first term, we talked about uh, how to classify um, plants scientifically so one is that we are classifying plants into using three major criteria in classifying plants we are going to classify plants one in agricultural classification that agricultural classification we are talking about the economic uses the uses of plants Two, we are going to talk about classification of plants based on their life cycle. And number three, we are going to talk about the botanical classification of plants. And we have done that in our earlier study when we talk about Thiophyta, Bryophyta, Heterophyta, and uh, Spermanophyta. So those are so two, how can you classify plants based on agricultural classification of plants? Agricultural classification of plants is a type of classification based on the uses of plants. In this classification, crops or plants are grouped into the following category categories based on their uses how do you use those plants some of these crops you can see that some of the crops can be classified into cereal plants 
These three plants, they belong to the grass family and they produce carbon hydro they pro produce they produce carbohydrates what are example of cereal plants they are maize rice millet wheat oats to mention but a few the second classification under this agricultural classification is what we call the legumes the pulse the pulses, the legumes. The pulses are crops which produce protein for man and animal when they are eating. Example of that are cow pigs, soya beans, granuts, pigeon pigs, linden pig uh, beans, green beans, all these fall under legumes or pulses. The third one are roots and tuber crops. These crops produce tuber under the ground and they provide carbohydrates to human and animal when eating. Example, cassava, coconut, yam, sweet potato, Irish potato, carrots, beets, beetroot. We also have the other classification, what we call vegetable crops. Vegetable crops provide vitamins and minerals to humans and animals when consumed. Examples of vegetable crops are tomatoes, onions, okra, spinach, bitter leaf, water leaf, so on and so forth. The fifth one is fruit plants. Fruit plants. Fruit plants also provide vitamins and minerals to human and animal when you are consumed when they are consumed we have the orange we have the banana we have the pineapple mango papa cashew all that fall under the fruit plants the sixth one is the beverage plants these crop plants provide food drinks when processed into finished product like bombita we have bombita, we have over tea. So example of beverage crops are cocoa, coffee, tea, and cola. We come to the seventh one, which is the spices. These crop plants provide vitamins and minerals to man and animal when consumed. Example of spices are ginger, pepper, onions. We have the eighth one is oil plants. Oil plants. Oil plants can provide oil when processed both for domestic and industrial uses. We have oil palm, we have granite, we have melon, we have coconuts, we have soya beans, we have cotton. All these are oil plants. We have fiber crops. Fiber crops. These are crops plants used for making clothing material rope and bags they are fiber they are crops plants fiber crops are crops plants used in making clothing material ropes and bags we have cotton we have abiscus then we have we have also what we call the lattice crops these are crops which produce some white, stinky, 
liquid used in plastic industry. Example of crop is rubber. Then I will now lead us to not talk about this, the third classification, classification of plants based on life cycle. Classification of plants based on life cycle. In the classification based on life cycle, plants are grouped into three categories based on their life cycle. When you talk about life cycle or based on their lifespan of the crop plants or the number of years a plant is able to grow, mature and produce fruits and also die. That is what we mean by the life cycle. When you grow them, they mature, they also produce fruit and they die. As they are grouped based on the life cycle, plants are grouped into three. We have annual crops, we have beninal, beninal, we have peninal. That is the three. When you talk about annual crops, annual crops are plants which complete their life cycle in one season. They complete their life cycle in one season. What this means is that the plant grows, matured, produce fruits and die within one year. Examples of annual plants are maize, rice, uh, millet, vegetable, cotton, granules to mention but a few. The second one is perennial plants. These are plants which complete their life cycle within two years. They that, is, that means that the plants develop their vegetative parts during the first year and produce fruits and die during the second year. Examples are pepper, carrot, onions, and ginger. The third one is perennial plants. These plants, they are plants. The plants grow, matured, and produce food for more than three years. In this case, some plants can live for three, five, ten, even over 20 years. Example of such plants are cocoa, banana, orange, oil palm, rubber, and the mango. So these are the way in which plants can be classified. We will now talk about another subheading, which, what is the effect? The effect of agricultural activities on the ecological system. The effect of agricultural activities on ecological system. What we are trying to do here, I want to talk about how those agricultural activities affect the community, affect the environment. The following agricultural or farming practice carried out by farmers have some effects or some consequences on the ecological system. This agricultural practice and their effects, we are going to talk about those agricultural practices and also what is the effect of it. We will pick them one after the other. Let's talk the first one. The first agricultural activities is 
bush burning bush burning we'll talk about the meaning i will not talk about what is the effect of bush burning on ecological system bush burning involves the setting of fire on the bush to clear out the vegetation where you put fire on the bush so that if the bush will burn and that place will look as if there is no vegetation that is what we mean by bush burning what is the effect of bush burning the effect of bush burning is that one is that when you burn the bush you destroy the organic matter that is in the soil you burn the bush you destroy the organic matter that is in the soil also you know when you burn you pollute the atmosphere with smoke so the atmosphere is polluted with what with smoke when you also burn the bushes you also kill many microorganisms that are in the soil you kill microorganisms that are in the soil bush burning brings about the growth and appearance of different sets of plants that is it brings about succession when you also burn bushes, what do you do to the soil? You expose the soil to erosion and lynching. You expose the soil to erosion and lynching. Lynching means when you wash the topsoil away. And the topsoil contains a lot of nutrients for the soil. The fourth one, the effect of bush burning is that it releases minerals like potassium and phosphorus to the soil in form of ash when you finish burning the bush the bush the ash can add phosphorus and potassium into the soil and this ash that is being added into the soil now gives the soil a slight alkaline nature it gives the soil a slight alkaline nature bush burning also renew the growth of dry up grasses then bush burning also destroy the salt the natural food chain destroy the natural food chain bush burning also leads to extinction of some animals and when you burn bushes again you really you, re you reduce the water holding capacity of the soil you reduce the water holding capacity of the soil. Those are the effects of bush burning on the ecological system. The second agricultural activities we want to talk about is overgrazing. Overgrazing. Overgrazing is a situation where more animal that can be supported on a particular pasture are put there to graze. What do you mean by overgrazing? Overgrazing, in other words, is in a way whereas when the animal exceeds the capacity of the soil, when the animal eats the grasses or eats the plants in a particular soil and expose that soil to many avert conditions, that is what we call overgrazing. What is the effect of overgrazing on ecological system? It removes the vegetative cover of the soil. When the animal eats the plants, eats the grasses, they eat everything up. 
and they expose the soil. So the vegetative cover of the soil is being what removed. And when the vegetative cover of the soil is removed, what will happen again? The soil is being exposed to erosion. It be exposed towards erosion. Overgrazing also destroys the soil structure. The soil itself has a structure. So when animal eats the grass, eats the plant, expose the soil, it destroys the soil structure. Overgrazing causes poor growth and regenerative capacity of vegetation. I mean, like those vegetation is easy for them to grow because anytime they want to grow, the plant, the animals will come and eat the eat, eat the plant. So, it causes poor growth of vegetation. Overgrazing also exposes the soil to heat, which dry it up quickly. It exposes the soil to heat, which dries it up quickly. But another positive effect is that. When these animal feces are dumped in, in, the, in, the, in the soil, they improve the fertility of the soil. They improve the fertility of the what? Of the soil. This one will now talk, talk about the third um, agricultural activities, which is called fertilization application, application of fertilization or fertilization, fertilizer application, fertilizer application or application of fertilizer. Fertilizer application involves the application of certain chemicals or substance into the soil to improve its facility that is what we mean by fertilize a fertilizer application what is the effect of applying fertilizer on the soil the effect is that fertilizer bring about loss of organic matter it brings about loss of organic matter fertilizer fertilization also increase the porosity of the soil it increase the porosity of the soil it also supplements nutrient contents of the soil. It supplements nutrient content of the soil. And also fertilizer also increases the population of microorganisms in the soil. It increases the, uh, the population of microorganisms in the soil. It also affects, it can affect the life of plants and animals. Meanwhile, excessive application of fertilizer can also cause the what we call the soil acidity can also make the soil to be acidic to have a high content of acid in the soil so the fourth we are going to talk about is the application of pesticides or herbicides what is pesticide pesticides are chemical substance which are used to destroy or kill pests why herbicides are also chemical substance in form of solution or gases capable of destroying herbivores uh, plants what is the effect of applying pesticide it can cause pollution of the environment that is one of the effects it can cause pollution of the environment it can destroy other useful plants and animals that does not need them it can destroy other useful plants and animals. 
When you use excessive pesticides, you must destroy the crop, in, crop plant itself. Pesticides also leave a desirable residue in the environment. And when these chemicals are washed into the river or stream, they can cause the death of aquatic animals because they are chemicals. The fifth agricultural activities is tillage. Tillage. Tillage is defined as the working, digging, or breaking up of the soil in preparation for the planting of crops. When you talk about tillage, tillage is when after finish clearing the ground, you, you dig the ground up, you dig the uh, down soil to come to the up, the up soil down. That's what you call tillage. You break the 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 soil. So what is the effect of tillage? The effect of tillage is that it encourages lynching. It encourages lynching. That means that the wiping away of the topsoil, either by water or by wind. It also it also helps to losing the soil because when you till, you losing the scatter the soil, you break the soil. It also helps to losing the soil for good erosion of to allow air to really easily pass through into the soil. It also exposes the soil to erosion. Exposes the soil towards erosion. Excessive tillage can lead to loss of soil facility because as you are digging, you are killing the um, organism that help the soil and that can help the soil facility. It can also lead to poor vegetation. It can lead to poor vegetation. Tillage leads to changes in ecology of the land. Tillage, when you till your thing, you have changed the soil, you change the soil structure, you have changed the soil texture also. So it can lead to changes in ecology of the land. Okay. Tillage also exposes soil organism. Can see it exposes the soil organism and it can kill the soil organisms. The six agricultural practice also that can affect our ecosystem is this deforestation deforestation what is deforestation deforestation is the continuous remover of forest either by burning bush burning or indiscriminate falling without replacing them maybe destroying the, the tree the vegetation, you clear the vegetation, you burn the vegetation, you cut down the trees. That is what we mean by deforestation. What is the effect of deforestation? The effect is that it encourages soil erosion. It encourages soil water erosion. It also results in loss of soil nutrients through lynching and uh, uh, erosion. It reduces the human contents of the soil. It reduces the human contents of the soil. It also reduces the amount of rainfall in that area or it can cause the destruction of watershed. This forestation also hinders microorganism activity in the soil. It hinders micro organism activity in the soil 
Also, it also reduces wildlife population in the area consigned. If that area consigned, there's uh, wildlife there, animals there, by destroying the habitation where they can stay, you can see that you are reducing, you are, you are reducing the population of the wildlife in that area. And deforestation might lead to desertification as sand particles are mostly likely to be dropped in area without trees. So that is deforestation for you. We come to the several agricultural activities, which is clearing or bush clearing. Clean clearing or bush clearing, it is practice when the old vegetation is removed leaving the soil clean you remove every vegetation just leave the soil clean what is the effect bush clearing results in the disturbance or the removal of the of the rich top soil you remove the rich the rich top soil it exposes the soil to direct sunshine hence it affects evaporation of water. Bush clearing increases the temperature of the soil. It exposes the soil to erosion and increases lynching. Bush clearing leads to the reduction of soil organism. It gets rid of weed and the land. It might lead the, la the land free of all obstacles. It leads to reduction of organic matter contents of the soil. So those are agricultural activities that also have effects, whether positive or negative effects on our ecological system. So in our next topic now, our next topic we are going to be talking about the effect of direct types of farming activity on our ecosystem. Those are agricultural practices. Now, we want to talk about the farming practice. What are the farming practices? We have different types of farming practice. We are going to talk about the different types of farming practice. We are going to talk about what is there also their effect on the ecological system. One of it, we talk about mono cropping, mono cropping, mono cropping. Mono cropping is a system of farming in which one crop is cultivated every year on a piece of land. What this means is that maybe this year, 2022, a farmer wants to plant, wants to practice this mono cropping. What it does is that he only just plants maize in the piece of land. You just plant maize. Next year, maize. You do not plant anything together with maize on the piece of land. That is what we call monocropping. When the farmer just plants one particular crop on a piece of land every year. What is the effect of monocropping? The effect of monocropping is that it provides abundance of food for pests. It provides abundance of food for pests. Because we are planting one crop to plant one crop this year. 
you plant another crop so the all the pests will just know that oh that is just one crop so that crop the, the place will just be for food for pests because if by this year you plant maize and you have pests and by maybe next year you uh, next year you not plant another 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 crop that pays that uh, the pests that affect maize cannot affect the pest the pests they will all die off then when you plant maize again ah the, the pests will be happy ah we have seen our food that is why we said they provide abundant food for pests it greatly increases the population of pests monocropping therefore increases the messes of the pests also so you can increase mess so you increase monocropping what happens also is that it depreciates the soil of its nutrients because you are just planting one crop, the crop will not be taking the nutrients. If it is a, a crop that is a, 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 a that it has a shallow shallow roots, that means that all the nutrients that is in the top soil you will not be going. While meanwhile the root, the 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 nutrients that are in the deep soil are still remaining there. So you can see that it makes the soil so the soil to lose its what is nutrients. The second farming practice is what to call continuous cropping. Continuous cropping. This is repeated cultivation of crop on one land or on, on one area of land. This one is not that you are planting just one crop. You are just planting crop, repeated to plant crop. That is maybe it can be many crops. You are just planting it on a piece of land, one land, continuously for years. That is what we call continuous cropping. What is the effect of continuous cropping? It reduces the, con the nutrient content of the soil. It also spreads or multiply of germs. It also continuous crop cropping also ensure that pests and, and, and parasites are also that multiply, and it results in low yield of crops. That means that the farmer will not have plenty of crops. The crops every year will be reduced because most of the fatal, uh, most of the nutrients in the soil are being used. The third farming practice is what we call shifting cultivation. Shifting cultivation. Shifting cultivation involves the cultivation of a piece of land for one or two years after which it is abandoned for another one. When a farmer will farm on a piece of land, maybe one or two years, depending on the abundance of land the farmer is having, he plant on this piece of land and leave the piece of land for, for, for about two or three years and go to another land to plant. That is what we mean by shifting cultivation. What is the effect of shifting cultivation? It wastes valuable land. It wastes valuable land. Also, it destroys valuable plants and animals in the area. Just assuming a farmer has farmed on the piece of land for two years. Before he farm, he has cleared the land. Though. That means that he has destroyed the plant, he has destroyed the animal in that, in that land. And two years again, he leaves that land and go to another land again and also clear, destroy animal, destroy plant also. You can say that it's, it's wasting, it's destroying the valuable plants and animals that are in this particular world area. Shifting cultivation also decreases the activity of useful microorganisms. It destroys the activities of useful microorganisms. The another practice, another farm, farm, farming practice, is what we call crop rotation. 
crop rotation. Crop rotation is a system of farming whereby different crops are grown on a, the same piece of land year after year in a definite pattern so as for you to maintain the fertility of the soil. What this means by crop rotation is that you get having a piece of land, you divide the piece of land into sections, maybe like three portions or three sections. And each of those pieces of land every year you plant different crops on it. Then maybe another year you turn them again. Maybe where you plant one crop, you remove it to plant another one. You plant the other one before the one you planted before. That is what we mean by crop rotation. You are turning the crops around, the same crops in the same piece of land, but they are not being planted in the same portion of the piece of land every year. What is the effect of crop rotation? Is that that crop rotation adds nutrients to the soil? through the cooperation of leguminous crops in the rotation when you plant legumes because maybe you plant some beans you plant maize you plant all this one those leguminous plants can help to add nutrients into the soil it also helps to control the growth of weed because weed cannot see because every year in particular we are always planting so it's it also it controls the growth of a weed Crop rotation helps you to maximize the use of available land. It helps you to maximize the use of what available land. It also helps to control pests which are associated with soil. Pests which are associated with what with soil. It helps to control diseases also. And crop rotation also helps to control erosion. The fifth one we want to talk about farming practice is mist farming mixed farming mixed farming is a type of farming in which the farmer cultivates his crop and hair animal on the same piece of land that means that the farmer is planting crops and also hearing what animal on that same piece of land that's what we call by most meat farming example maybe the, the, the farmer is planting crop is planting crops like maize yam cassava and also on that piece of land also is also hairy chicken or goat or pigs that's what we mean by what means farming what is the effect of means farming the effect of means farming is that it adds nutrient to the soil because through the domes produced by the animals the physics of the animal the plant the farmer can spread it on the farm and so it will help to add nutrient to the farm but one of the things is that it also it all it causes pollution of the environment because of the odor that will be coming from the, the animal's dome. The odor, it, will, it causes pollution of the environment. Famous farming also maximizes the use of available land. Cultivated crop may be eaten up by the animals. Pests may be built up in the land because you have diseases of plant, animal, diseases of uh, plants, so they can build up pests. Animals may also destroy up and uh, disease may also build up also in the land so in our next class we are going to now talk about what's the importance of pests and diseases in agriculture the importance of pests and diseases in agriculture <music>